This is KCLR's Bottom Line with John Purcell. Brought to you with thanks to O'Neill Foley Accountants, the Southeast's largest independent accountancy practice. www.onf.ie Hey, Miriam Cushion, just tell us where we are at the moment. Uh, so we're currently here uh, in the, the spinning mule room um, in our mill in um, mill, mill Road in Gregnamana. Um, we've been operating, or well, the mill has been operating on this site since 1204, um, and our family can trace back to 1778, both living on this road um, and also working with wool, weaving, um, and woolen, woolen goods manufacture, I suppose, over those six generations. And you're the sixth generation? Yeah, I'm the l- lucky enough and proud enough to be the sixth generation. So we can trace it the full way, full way back with the first uh, Sylvester cushion, um, and cushion is a very common name in Gregnamana. So there's there's lots of other families extended out, but in in our family, I can trace it. Yeah, six generations um, through um, through to myself now. Uh, hopping a generation back, uh, I'm joined by Philip Cushion. Philip, you were explaining to me the whole process. It's a very traditional process. Uh, bringing yeah. the product to life it is it, well it's developed over centuries so it's um, you know there are very many stages in it um, so from carding wool dyeing wool spinning the wool and uh, then weaving warping weaving there's so many stages you'd need to be here uh, to just have a look and see what we're doing because uh, when people come in they, they get uh, well one of the things they, they sense first is the smell of the wool because we don't smell it anymore but when you come in you smell the wool and there is a special oil that we put on the wool when it's been processed and uh, so that's something that uh, I suppose as I say we don't we don't smell it but you probably smelled it yourself I did indeed and and you've spent your entire working life here yeah yeah I did yeah it was um, well it was just something I I suppose in a way I fell into it but uh, well it's I've always been in in the mill even when I was in the the national school I would have been in the mill in the summers or in secondary school and uh, you know would have always worked in the summer in the mi- in the mill so uh, I, I didn't like it at actually a lot of time but <laughs> my father was a uh, he used to uh, spin uh, hand knitting yarns and it was always done on Saturday because the mill was quite it wasn't working that day you see and he I had to come and you know and help him out and I'd rather be down on the barra swimming, you know. So it, it it wasn't exactly. I wasn't in love with that 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 aspect of uh, being in the mill. But I remember back in history, back in the day, and one of the things was the decline of the the milling and the spinning industries. Whether that would be in the north of Ireland and Derry and Belfast or the north of England, this is a company is rather unique. I would believe in Ireland and Great Britain and beyond. It would be really, yeah. Um, well, there is one other mill, and again, it's a family mill, and we're very friendly with them. And they have they, they've more or less contained the same tradition as we have, in that they, they can take in the wool like we do, and you know they can make the cloth from it, and it doesn't have to go abroad. So what happens with a lot of mills that, well, I, they're not vertical mills in the sense they, uh, they may buy yarn from probably anywhere, Romania, and, and uh, they would have it dyed, and uh, then they would weave it and just send it out then to be finished. When I say finished, it means when it, when a cloth is woven, it's really only about half made at that stage because it has to be washed and it has to be milled or fulled. It, it, it just sets the weave 
and then it has to be uh, dried and maybe put a softener on it there's and then brushed up if it's a kind of a throw and uh, you know there's lots of lots of uh, different processes you know that you can that a cloth goes through until it's finished and one thing that we're really looking at here in Greg is that the quality of the water is just so good I mean we wouldn't have survived until now I'd say without that that water being it's just really uh, I mean if we wanted to make money we'd bottle it and sell it you know (laughs) there's a thought (laughs) (laughs) Miriam um, we're standing beside a a rather large machine Um, I wouldn't know how to describe it but I do know it's from the late 19th century Um, you have the same processes you have old machinery but a very contemporary feel to what you're doing and the whole provenance is is very important for the high end of the market I, I hear yeah, I suppose we like to talk, when we talk to people about what we do, I suppose we want people when they see our textiles to be attracted by the colour, by the design, that contemporary feel. And then I suppose you've all the other layers underneath that, like you've the family provenance, you've how we work with the yarns and the wool, um, the skills that we have here, um, the sustainability which we have, which I know is a, is a, is the buzz kind of thing now, but we as a business have probably it's just part and parcel of what we do in being sustainable in the skills that we're using in the natural materials that we're using um, and definitely we're seeing that um, well people are definitely responding more to that but people are being a lot more uh, inquisitive now so be it direct customers here to the mill or retailers they're not only looking for a beautiful textile they are looking for the story behind it and they really want to understand how has this been made? Who's making it? Um, where you know what? What's all the aspects of a of a product? So I think, you know, what we have, like we we tick all those boxes in spades, which as you know, we're very lucky that we we can do that. Um, but it's it's yeah, it's probably a good time for us in in that way that there's a, a reawakening, I suppose, to um, to all the, those things that we we work so hard at doing here. Yeah. Now, um, you have been here for six generations going back into the 18th century, but surely no challenge came along like COVID, um, which closed uh, the place down. But y- you weren't idle during that time. No, uh, for us, COVID turned out to be uh, definitely a cloud with a silver lining. You know, at, at the start, certainly there was a few weeks where we, you know, there was that shock um, and we were all kind of wondering where and how, like all businesses, um, but we had thankfully during 2019 and, and, and 18 we had started to do some research and started to think about how we needed to evolve the brand, how we needed to progress in order to sustain. So the window of time that COVID brought in 2020 was absolutely perfect timing for us because then we were able to actually set aside time to look at our branding, uh, look at our physical space here in Greg Namana. Um, and the physical space is actually was was a fantastic piece of work to do because one we've a fantastic place now to bring people but during COVID when production was low we were able to keep the staff employed doing various jobs just getting this the 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 area prepared and everything so um, yeah so we did a lot of a lot of a lot of work during COVID that we normally during production um, we don't have time to do Um, and thankfully we're reaping the benefits of that now um, because our, you know we're t- attending more trade events um, and our product has been really really well accepted by um, a lot n- new clients uh, in the states in particular so we're attending a show there now um, 
and and even here in Greignamana we're getting we're getting lots of business here to the mill which is good for us and it's good for the town as well it's another attraction to Greignamana. You mentioned the American market they must love the story and the heritage and the six generations and the great water and all that good stuff. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, we started to attend a show in New York now that we attend. Well, the product we attended there in September and then I physically went in February. Um, and but like what I was saying, the first thing that they see and want to feel is the textile and love it. And then then you get just the the string of wows when you tell them, you know, all of the other aspects, the 1778. Um, and if I'm honest, being a woman now as a sixth generation, it's, you know, the time for me too and all of that sort of piece. Um, so people are really, uh, really like that as well, you know. You mentioned the brand and you definitely have so many brand attributes and heritage uh, and so on. But it looks like looking at your shop, you're expanding, you have notebooks and you have other products. So it's really a potential brand that you've got here. To, it's got lots of potential. Yeah, no, we do, we we certainly do. Yeah, we've yeah in here in the shop now we've extended expanded our range of what we offer to people. We offer tweed cushions. We even make those custom tweed notebooks. Um, and I suppose that was really about making what we do more accessible to people because not everybody wants a throw or not everybody wants a ball of wool or a scarf in the middle of the summer. So we're trying to make that um, expand that. But I suppose in in doing that. We always want to stay uh, true to what we do. So, with like, we definitely want to grow and expand, but we don't want to compromise what it is that has been sustained for so long. Because, you know, that's that's where things, um, I suppose, could drift. But, um, but no, we're we're really happy with kind of where we are and the growth that that, that uh, we're experiencing right now. Yeah. And the whole sustainability piece as well is hugely important. But this business would seem to embody that. Yeah, I think I think when people ask us about sustainability and, and what do we do, like for us, it's just it's part and parcel of what we do. Like low waste, being good to the environment. Like we do, we use as Dad said the uh, the mill race that's been running since twelve oh four. We maintain the mill race um, as a family. Like or you know we we look after that because if we weren't maintaining it, the mill race would have just uh, dried up. So I think being sustainable is just part and parcel of our ethos of how we how we do things we're probably representing that now better in say our packaging and how we present the product to the consumer but in terms of our the culture working here in the mill uh, I think that's kind of part and parcel of of what we do. Philip when Miriam mentions uh, 1204 she's actually uh, referencing the year Uh, (laughs) that's 812 or 800 and whatever number of years that is yeah. but um, talking about heritage it must give you the the fifth generation great satisfaction to see the sixth generation uh, carrying along the mantle and I even had the pleasure of meeting your young seventh generation <laughs> grandson it's it's a lovely yeah, yeah. family business well I suppose it is but you have to you have to work at it I mean you can't say oh we're good because we're just happen to be seven gen- seven seven generations um, you know, uh, I always think of the, uh, the the famous Hollywood one that uh, you're as good as your last film, and you always have to keep that in mind. You have to keep evolving, doing new things, finding new ways of doing things. You know, and new colours, for instance, would would be brought in on a regular basis. You know, you would gradually evolve, continually evolve, and you know, in the past we were very lucky that we did have. Um, a contact with Kilkenny Design Workshops when they were in uh, Kilkenny and 
they gave us a big kind of uh, fillip to kind of uh, bring in new colours and a lot of the uh, Scandinavian designers who came over and they just it wasn't so much that we were copying what they were doing but we it, it made us say yeah I like the like what they are doing and you know we have we have some stuff like colours like that you know and why don't we do use them you know and uh, uh, a funny thing that that uh, about the uh, Scandinavian designs when they came in they had all these very uh, fancy magentas and violets and all that and just one day in the abbey I just looked at the stained glass on the south the south window there in the nave and you know all those colors were there it's just we had never thought of putting them together with the textiles but they were, they've been around like we've been looking at them yeah. without realizing uh, what was there you know hidden in plain sight yeah in plain thing. sight in plain sight and it's only when we got uh, as I say the influence then of the Kilkenny design uh, workshops was a big it, it was a turning of a corner because before that uh, woolen mills and textiles had really slumped down I mean I think they did some uh, surveys in the I suppose it was the 1960s about design in Ireland and my god they, they really rubbished everything we were doing like it was so it, it wasn't so much that they gave us new designs it wasn't but they, they made us think about designing and made us think that yeah no there's a different way of doing things here and we have we have qualities that they didn't have and we have colors that they didn't have so it's something that we can bring into the textiles then you know so uh, yeah it was pretty i can tell you now in the 50s it was fairly hairy like you know you'd be lucky to survive and a lot of mills closed down at that time Miriam, um, I saw you nodding uh, when your dad was saying that. It, it is important not to get too misty-eyed and too sentimental. It is a tough business, so you have to be on top of your game. Uh, as he said, you're only as good as your last... Uh, I don't know what the equivalent of a film is in the in the textile business, but the point is well made. Yeah, like there's an awful lot of... Um, you know, there's an awful lot of work that goes into making uh, a textile... Um, from you know finding good sheep part or farmer partners that you know from collecting the fleece, but all of the skill, um, and and yeah, all of the various steps that that goes through there. So for to, you know to make say one of our Irish wool throws, you're talking about maybe thirty plus stages from when we collect the fleece, and if you think about all of the skills that have to be going to uh, process that, and you know whilst we have a you know, we've a team here now. There's about nine of us. Thankfully, we're looking to hire one or two more. But like, it's not it's not as linear as to say we've 30 people that do all of those different jobs. We, you know, having a super team that are loyal, are flexible, are willing to learn and can adjust. So from day to day, things have to adjust to accommodate uh, different jobs. So that's um, that's really important. And yeah, work. You know, you have to work hard. You have to like. In terms of the customers, like it's great going to a trade event, but as I say to the guys, when we when it comes back, we you've got to be able to turn that stuff around to always to the premium high quality, you know, meeting customer expectations um, and all of that. So yeah, there's there's a lot of work, but it's it is a labour of love, like uh, as Dad said to you know to be able just to sustain it over the years. It's 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 not always easy. Um, but um, yeah, I suppose it is. Yeah, it's a labour love, but having really good people around you, like our team here, like we would be lost without them. Like they're always just so positive and a can-do attitude. 
Finally, um, from Greg Namana to the world, you were talking about New York and the American market and so on. What are the challenges or are there more advantages than challenges to being located in this quiet town on the border between Kilkenny and Carlow? We know it's the centre of the universe, but maybe if you're in New York, it may not seem so. I think for, like, we have a lot of customers now, thankfully, as I say, new customers in New, in New York. Um, we have a lot in Japan that we've had for a long, long time for a, a good, they're very loyal customer base, 10, 15 years they were staying with us. Um, I Well, with the, they absolutely love, like, when, when we go to trade events, there's a lot of showing them photos of Greg Namana so they understand the, the place that this comes from. So that, that's a big connection then that, that people have without physically visiting the space. But for us, um, I think Gregnaman is just a perfect place. And in terms of, as I say, the people we've working here, they're all local. The fact that we are one of the last mills that does everything ourselves. Like, you know, we talk to some of our friends in other mills and they talk about having to, you know, put the stuff in a van, send it somewhere else to get it finished. That's a whole other logistical problem. We, when the yarn or the fleece arrives in here, we, we control and manage everything ourselves. So um, so there's a lot, so whilst there's lots of work with that, there's lots of benefits with being able to do that. And it's definitely a positive selling point and it's something that customers, retailers definitely um, hear. You know, they want to know that actually, if I place an order with Cushendale, you know, it's Miriam and Philip and the team that are going to look after it from start to finish. It's not going out somewhere. So you're getting that trust. And um, but yeah, so it's it, and look, it was great. Even when I was over in, in New York in February, I visited some of the stores where our product is very high end kind of gallery boutiques. And it's just amazing to see our product there amongst product from all over the world, but just very high end design orientated. Um, and it's great to bring a piece of Greg Namana. And I'd hope, you know, for the town, it's a it's a nice thing as well for people to know that something something beautiful has been created here and is on, uh, over in Soho and Tribeca in Manhattan. So, Well, representing Greg Namana and Kilkenny in the National Enterprise Awards, Philip and uh, Miriam, congratulations to you both and best of luck to you. Great. Thanks very much, John. We're de- delighted. KCLR's Bottom Line. Brought to you with thanks to O'Neill Foley Accountants. Now offering a complete life and pensions advisory service to business. www.omf.ie